Charlie. Mark, one Charlie. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still seeing it quite well through that haze. About the future innovations and growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host for today, Ryan Treasure. And you know, we, we, we so many times on this radio show talk about so many different topics from health and wellness, entrepreneurism, digital marketing, uh, search engine optimization, all those components and kind of everything that you need to know about business and being an entrepreneur. And you know, we're gonna continue that on with a great guest today. We're gonna talk about digital marketing and kind of the space and some uh, best practices in that space. Uh, and today we're gonna talk to Kevin Kilberry. He's the founder and CEO of Halo Software. Halo specializes in developing Developing marketing software designed to help sales professionals manage relationships with current customers and prospect for new customers. Halo does business as Marketing Mailbox and Contact Marketing Pro. Kevin Kilberry, welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be here. Appreciate it. You know, we're really glad to have you. And, you know, you and I have uh, uh, worked together a little bit before with a few of your products and uh, would love to talk about, you know, some of those things and uh, kind of what's happening in the space of digital marketing, because it seems to be uh, ever changing all the time. And, you know, so want to definitely talk about that. But first things first, Kevin, you know, I know you spent a bunch of time doing some insurance stuff. You were on the banking side. Now you're you're running a software company. So tell us how Kevin Kilberry kind of found his frequency and how you decided to move through that space. Uh, give us a little lowdown on, uh, on your story. Sure. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, well, I spent a career, an entire career in the insurance business uh, when I first got started. So I used to knock on farmers doors and sell them insurance and, you know, and, and rode all over the place, you know, trying to uh, tell my story and, and uh, recruit new, uh, clients, and then I brought a whole band of people with me. So it really was kind of you know uh, learning by uh, you know by by doing and just going out there and making things happen. You know, it's a pure commission job. So that kind of grew into a lot of other things. I eventually ended up um, working for a bank and running their insurance department, and spent a lot of time working with banking clients. And uh, through that insurance experience at the bank. That became um, a more uh, a corporate type position, working for different insurance companies as a sales vice president, both in the banking channel at first and then the independent channel. So, kind of a boring story, kind of a boring, you know, uh, insurance job, but learned a lot. You know, uh, spent a lot of time interacting with uh, salespeople, listening to their stories, understanding the way that they do business, understanding how they. Uh, how they think, how they operate, you know, and what some of the challenges are for them to try to grow their business. So, you know, it used to be a time where insurance agents had a huge infrastructure that supported them, but there's been a real transition over the last several decades to more independent insurance agents. And these are guys with a Gmail address. You know, they, they don't have an infrastructure. They don't have anybody to train them. They don't have, um, you know, a, a whole system, a whole marketing department to help them build their business 
they're on their own. So they're independent. They could contract with whoever they want. They, uh, you know, they eat what they kill and, you know, they have, they have to go out there and, and earn their business, you know, in order to survive each day. So they're constantly looking for new opportunities. They're looking for, for new products, looking for new ideas, looking for new tools to help them grow their business. And so I saw a lot of that. I saw a lot of those guys fail uh, also. And so I saw some of the opportunities uh, from a software perspective to help them better organize their business, help them target the type of uh, clientele that, that they're looking for and that uh, can help them you know, grow and be productive and put food on the table. And so I, I certainly wasn't getting that done at the insurance company level. We were, we were a manufacturer of product. We provided them product, but because they're independent, we couldn't provide them a whole lot more. It just wasn't in the pricing of the product. So uh, after leaving the insurance business, I joined with a partner of mine who had a similar vision about trying to help not just insurance people, but any type of sales professional, any type of, um, you know, organization or business, especially small businesses that wanted to reach out and grow their business and use online marketing tools, use really any kind of digital tools that were at their disposal that they can afford to help them get the word out about who they are, what they do, and how people can connect with them. And so that's what turned into Halo Software. And Halo Software started out with a product that was completely dedicated to helping insurance people that I used to call upon. Those were my clients, help them uh, in order to do a better job of recruiting agents to their firm. These are all independent marketing companies that had to go out and recruit these independent agents to sell their products. And that's how they put food on their table. So uh, a lot of these guys are just one person shops, you know, one person, you know, five people, 10 people, they're small organizations that live on commission overrides. So they needed some help, you know, and they needed the kind of tools that the big guys had. The big guys had marketing departments and they had digital marketing people, they had email marketing people, you know, at their disposal. And so they had a real advantage over the small guys and, and the medium sized guys that were just out there trying to recruit new agents to their firm in order to, you know, help them get the products that they need to bring it to market, you know, bring it to their, their community. So a lot of our focus early on in Halo Software was really trying to develop a uh, software program, a marketing software program to help these small insurance organizations reach out and find these insurance agents to recruit to their firm, get the word out about who they are because nobody knew who they were. You know, there's small guys, you know, they, they struggle with just trying to get, you know, the word out about, you know, the great service that they provide, you know, a lot of the products that they offer, the great commissions that, that they're making available. And they needed a tool and they needed some support and help in order to get that word out. So our product helped them do that at a very affordable price. It's a do-it-yourself type program where they go in, they have a database that's already in there of the insurance agents that they want to target based upon location, license type, how long they've been in the business, et cetera. And then we help them build a message. And through that messaging, they build a brand. So the whole world starts to learn about who these guys are, what they offer and all the great stuff that they can provide. Where otherwise, you know, their universe was, you know, maybe within a 10 mile radius around their office. Now it's the whole country. So they could tell their story to people 
across all the states that they're licensed in. So Contact Marketing Pro took off. It was a lot of, we had a lot of success. And we have, I have clients to this day that signed up, you know, it's, it's 10 years now, 10 years ago, and they're still with me. And religiously, they're sending out their emails, they're, they're building their brand, they're creating awareness about what they offer, and they're, and they're making money, and they're, and they're building their business. You know, one email at a time, one new recruit at a time, they're, they're building their, their business, and some of them have grown, you know, per, to be pretty substantial. Wow, that's a great story just to kind of hear uh, coming from, you know, that insurance background and identifying a need in the space and then saying, you know, we can we can build this and we can we can make it better. And, you know, it's a uh, it's a testament to what you guys have built with the fact that you still have, you know, these clients who've been there for 10 years with Contact Marketing Pro and they're still, you know, doing their thing and, of course, making money. Uh, so, I mean, that that's that's awesome. And I think that you know, there's kind of been an evolution in that 10 years too, where, you know, social and all kinds of other digital mechanisms besides email marketing have kind of emerged um, in, in that space with your insurance folks. And, you know, we'll talk about marketing mailbox also in a couple of minutes and some of those, you know, best practices in, in those spaces. But um, with, with the email marketing, how, have you guys seen a shift um, in marketing with digital that maybe email's not quite um, as a heavy hitter as it used to be because of social or um, what are you seeing in that insurance uh, arena, uh, you know, one versus the other? Yeah, the depth of email has been, um, you know, projected for years now. You know, it's a lot of people have, have assumed that email is going to die off because now we have Google, you know, now we have um, Facebook, now we have other online marketing tools. And that's just not the case. You know, emails is strong now as it's ever been. But there's two different worlds in email that you have to understand. You know, the first world is kind of the traditional mainstream email marketing program like Constant Contact, MailChimp. And these are all permission-based, consumer-based email marketing. So you have to go through the whole process of, of getting yourself a client or getting yourself uh, or getting the client to opt in or the prospect to opt in before you could send them an email. So that's, that's a real challenge for, especially for a small, you know, medium sized independent business, just trying to get people out there. <laughs> I think that's a challenge for up. any, that's a challenge for any business. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, where do you go? I mean, it's a great tool, but you got to have the client first. You got to have the opt in first before you can do anything. Now, the other side of the, of the equation on email is what we call can spam marketing. And we're actually very, very fortunate in this country, you know, at least from my perspective, we're very fortunate. And I think anybody who's listening who wants to market themselves to non-customers, the people that have no idea who they are or what they do, this country provides, our country, the U.S., provides one of the most liberal and I think one of the best email marketing laws in the country called can spam. And can spam is is the law in our country that regulates the sending of commercial and advertising emails. And most people think that you need to have somebody's permission before you could send them an email. And that's not true. Can spam, which is the law in our country, and it supersedes all the state laws, says that as long as you follow the three main pillars of the law, which is you have to, or you could send an email to anybody, first of all, let's get that clear. 
but you have to follow the three main pillars, which is you have to fully identify yourself right down to your mailing address or a PO box to the person that you're sending the email to so they know who the heck you are. And the second part of it is everything that you, that you send them as far as identifying yourself or any content in your email has got to be legit. It can't be deceptive in any way. And the third part is that you have to allow people that don't want to get your stuff, you know, to unsubscribe. So if they don't want your, you know, your messaging, they don't want what you're offering, then there has to be a link in that email, has to be a way for them to unsubscribe. So, and you, and you have to honor that. And our system helps all of our clients do that. We automatically add an unsubscribe link. We automatically add other contact information. And then, you know, they have to make sure that they're putting legit, you know, information in, into their emails. So it's a bit of a process in making sure that, you know, that we're working with good people. And sometimes we find that we may not be, and we get rid of them as quickly as we possibly can. Yeah, so I think, we I think that's keep an... The, we want to keep the industry clean. We want to keep, you know, the business as clean as possible. Yeah, you're 100% correct. And I, I think that's something that's worth reiterating. You know, I think a lot of times in, in, in marketing, there is this faux pas of I can't send somebody an email unless they opt in. And so um, I appreciate you uh, defining the can spam and what are the parameters on that? Because, you know, I've I've been in boardrooms, uh, you know, as an executive myself, and I've been listening to, you know, CMOs and, and, and different marketing folks and whether it be, you know, the digital media space like Voice America or, you know, in in uh, providing consultations for other other people. And I hear that all the time. And it, it's always said and they're like, oh, well, it's not like we can just go buy a list of email addresses and start marketing to them. And um, actually, you can. Uh, as long yeah, as you identify yeah. yourself and you're not deceptive. I mean, and, and I think that any company who's, you know, worth their salt in the first place is going to make sure that, you know, they identify yourself because, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to do some branding with this marketing as well. I want you to know who I am. Um, I think that my product is superior to every other product. So, uh, I better not be deceptive. And then of course the, you know, the opt out component is just a no brainer. You know, they get the email, they either think it's interesting or they don't think it's interesting. They delete it or opt out or whatever the case may be. And everybody can kind of move on with their lives. But I do, I think that's, uh, I think that's something that CMOs don't necessarily look at, or maybe aren't, aren't quite aware of the laws around that kind of stuff. And some of them are extre well, puts, extremely uh, scared. It does put a lot of, it puts a lot of, uh, focus, you know, and a lot of, um, you know, uh, requirements, I think on the sender. So, I mean, we have this great law. We have this ability to send emails to anyone that, that you want. You have to, you know, you have to respect that, that process. You have to respect the, the wishes of the people that you're sending to. And you have to do a good job of targeting the people that you're sending emails to. I mean, don't send an email to somebody, you know, who's 65 years old and you're marketing something that, that you know they would have absolutely no interest in. So, do a good job of finding the right kind of targeted list for the right type of offer that, that you're bringing to them. Yeah. So, that's, I mean, you just yeah, have to, you have to mitigate the risk. You, you got to mitigate the risk, you know, and I also tell people, and we do this in our best practices training that, that we do every Friday that I was telling you about earlier. And that uh, what we tell them is that uh, you need to, you know, go out there with the best message possible. You need to target your message. And you need to really focus on local people as well, especially when you're when you're prospecting. 
you know, if you're sending emails to clients and they happen to be all over the place, that's great. They're expecting to get your emails. But, you know, when you're sending out emails to non-customers, people that don't know you, aren't expecting, never signed it up, signed up to get your email, you know, do all the targeting that I'm talking about to make sure that you're hitting the mark with your, with your message and the right kind of profiling. But then also, if you market yourself locally, then you're, you're mitigating some of the, the, the potential risk also in them uh, maybe not understanding why they got the email or being offended by the email you know, that, that you sent an email to them that they never asked for. So what I'm talking about is, let's say, for example, you know, I'm a, I'm a local insurance agent and I wanna, I'm going to market, I'm going to email market to people within a 10-mile radius around my office or, or where I live. I'm going to reach out to those people. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell them, Hey, look, my name's Kevin. I'm a local insurance agent. I just wanted to reach out to people in the community, let you know that I'm, I'm growing my business. I've been able to help a lot of people save money, get the right kind of coverage, counsel with them about, you know, all these different confusing uh, products and policies that, that are out there. And I'd love to have the opportunity to meet with you. Maybe we can meet at the local Starbucks, you know, on main street downtown, or we can have a few, uh, you know, spend a few minutes on the phone. I mean, that being, being able to tell that story because your marketing local is so much better than trying to e-blast all around the country. You cannot have that advantage that, that I just talked about if you're e-blasting to people, uh, you know, two states over. Yeah, you and- have that as, as a way to mitigate yeah. that, that I don't know you risk, you know, when you're sending to people that are local. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I've experienced that too, you know, being here in Arizona, um, whenever we do marketing for our, our products and services, I actually prefer to do the local stuff because it does, it gives you that opportunity to be more personable with the person, you know, that you already have a commonality, right? And, and, and you know, in, in marketing, if you can find a commonality between a company and a customer, it makes that introduction to who you are and what you do a little bit easier, you know, and then obviously understanding what we call uh, or, or what I call buyer personas, right, which is those targeted components. So, you know, that you're sending the information to a, a person who would, you know, fit the persona of somebody who would use your product or service. And I love sending out those emails saying, hey, this is Ryan. I'm right here in, you know, in Phoenix, Arizona. I noticed you got an office just a couple of blocks away. I'd love to meet you for lunch and talk a little bit about A, B and C. And I think that type of a communication is is much more personable and and it'll probably, you know, make your opt out rate much lower, too. Right. Absolutely. You know, you, you lower your opt out rate, you lower the 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 whole you know fear factor of them getting an email and being suspicious of it. Because you're sending out an email, and in our system, we, we want everybody to add their photograph into the email. We have a, what we call a little header that you could add in. It's got your logo, your photo, your contact information, and they can immediately see that you're a local person. Now, yes, there's people that can fake that kind of stuff, but you know what? I get a lot of emails just like all of us do, and most of the malicious emails that I get are like a couple of lines of text and a link that some, some fool thinks that I'm going to click on, right? But when you send out an email and it's got your photograph on it, your contact, your local contact information, then it, it helps in building trust, you know, with that person who doesn't know you and, and is kind of, you know, maybe a little concerned that, that they got that, that email from you. And it also humanizes the, the email. So it's all these different things that, that you can do. This is what, you know, the art part of, of email marketing is, you know, understand what you're up against and then you know, mitigate the risk, 
target your audience correctly, let them know that you're a real person, and then also in your emails, make sure that you run through the, the checklist, and we cover this in the best practices also. You know, who, who are you? You know, who are you? Write down to your mailing address, write down to, you know, you know your photograph. What is it that, that you do? And then, you know, how can they connect with you? And that, that's making sure that you have, you know, as many different call to action items in your email as possible because people respond and they process differently. You know, like I tell people on, on my trainings that, you know, I'm not going to pick up the phone and call you directly. It's not going to happen. You send me an email. I don't know you. I'm not going to pick up the phone and call you. Now, I may if it's like such an important thing kind of that, you know, I just need an immediate answer on. But 99% of the time, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go check out your website. I mean, is this guy legit? Is this information legit? So that's what people do. They're going to use your website as the place where they're going to go and find out whether you're, you know, you're legit and whether you're somebody that they want to, you know, have a conversation with. Other people are going to want to go to your social networking accounts. So always yeah. have your LinkedIn, your Facebook accounts, you know, not your personal Facebook. I always recommend you use a business Facebook, you know, because I don't know. I, I'm a little uncomfortable in bringing people into my Facebook with all, you know, my brothers and my, you know, friends and all the stuff that they talk about. You know, I want to have a business Facebook site where I can bring people in because we're talking about doing business together. So, you know, people process in different ways. So give them as many different ways to connect with you as possible, not just pick up the phone or reply to me. Give them you know, as, as many tools for them to connect with you as possible and let them find the one that they're, that they're most comfortable with. You know, it's funny that you bring up social networks and I have a funny story to tell you. I had, uh, I had been out at an event in Los Angeles and you know, I, I, I learned this the hard way, right? I'm, I'm out in LA and I'm meeting folks and we're doing interviews and having a great time doing the city summit and city gala things. That's, um, you know, all around, uh, uh, the Grammy Awards that happens every year and they bring in a bunch of speakers and all these folks and you know I'm, I'm, I'm out there with my phone and I'm meeting people and I'm interviewing them and you know I'm, I'm sending them Facebook invites like hey great to meet you and you know then the next thing I know I get back from California and I have you know 50 or 60 new Facebook contacts that I had met out in yeah. LA and then you know uh, the the election cycle rolled around and I put out some stuff just saying, hey, well, it would be great if taxes were less or this was that. And I wasn't really saying, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump or I'm going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Like I wasn't specifying any of that. I was just, you know, putting out some ideas like, hey, I, I would be nice to be able to do this. And, you know, it would be great if the candidates either want to care who gets elected. I just want to pay less taxes. <laughs> right. And um, and then right. I got I started I started getting comments on my my posts from some of these people who I intended to do business with in the future. And they were telling me they didn't agree with my political opinion. They didn't think that I, you know, uh, was correct in saying this. And yeah. it really put a damper on my ability to really go anywhere further because at that point they're already disinterested because I said something on social media that they That's didn't right. agree with, which had nothing to do with the business that I do. And, you know, and I think to each and each their own, like everybody's allowed to have their, you know, personal opinion on, you know, how they are. I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm completely, a. a, a a libertarian. I'm kind of like you do you, I do me. As long as you doing you, don't mess with me. I don't care. Yeah, you know. And well, and, yeah, and I <laughs> I understand exactly what you're saying. I mean, I I deal with this all the time. You know, I work with a lot of different clients that you know are they're conservative, they're liberal, they're Democrats or Republicans. They you know they 
their their gun lobbyists, you know, or their or their uh, you know uh, Second Amendment, you know, focused. And I see all of this stuff on my personal Facebook. You know, I'm, they're friends of mine. You know, <laughs> yeah. a lot of mom are friends, so so I connect with them on Facebook, or they they make a request. And I, I really don't accept a lot of those requests anymore. I try to I try to keep away from that because once you kind of cross that bridge, and they don't like what they see, then I mean, you're you're you got a real problem in trying to do business with somebody. Yeah, and I, I don't totally, talk about I just, religion. I, I don't just, talk about politics. I don't get into any, into yeah. any of that stuff. I avoid it like the plague. Yeah, I do you know, too. Well, and you know, I, I did probably what you did. I, I, I kind of think in my head, I'm like, okay, Facebook is, it's okay for business, but LinkedIn is really the place for business. And so, yeah, you know, exactly when, when right. I meet somebody who I want to do business with, I send them a note on LinkedIn. And so I've been kind of just, instead of trying to have a, you know, a Ryan Treasure at Voice America separate page on Facebook that's a you know another page to manage and as you know that becomes cumbersome over time having you know 73 social media profiles or pages to manage and um so I just push everything business related over to LinkedIn and I found that to be extremely helpful uh, you know because I can separate those two because I don't talk about anything personal on LinkedIn everything I do on LinkedIn is hey I wrote yeah. an article about internet radio podcasting look at these new uh, IAB standards for statistics and you know and so those things I think place you in a place of thought leadership right when you're putting out information that's based on your particular industry and that type of content marketing through thought leadership in the appropriate destination I feel is is extremely effective versus trying to you know uh, segregate segregate like your list on Facebook of okay these are my friends and these are my you know work friends you know because you can make different lists or of, of those in, in Facebook and it's just too hard to manage especially when you have you know Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram and you know um, you know like TikTok is up and coming right now and you know you have millennials that are all over snapchat and and, and so now you're you, you have this broad array of social stuff that you need to manage and to try to keep that uh, that honed in that's that's something that's difficult to do when you talk about best practices for uh, for digital marketing what do you tell your clients in that space with the types of social networks that they might be leveraging for marketing yeah what I tell them is that you know keep uh, you know if I if I'm having a frank conversation with them I don't often do it but you know if I've got somebody one-on-one -on -one, you know I said keep business and personal stuff separated first of all you know you want to do business if you want to do business with somebody then keep it business you know it doesn't doesn't mean that at some point that doesn't you know bridge itself into more of a personal relationship but keep it business and then also uh, you know in you need to you need to feed the the monster you know and what I mean is that everybody wants to go out and build a lot of uh, contacts on Facebook or or on you know like business contacts on LinkedIn but you know what are you going to do with them once you got them? You got to feed. You got to feed it. You know, just like um, you know, it's like any relationship that that you that you create. You know, personal relationship, business relationship. If you don't feed that relationship, then it's it's going to it's going to dwindle over time. It's going to evaporate. So you know, um, a lot of these, especially as insurance agents say, you know, hey, I, you know, I got a, a few people that, that are on LinkedIn. I want to add some more people to LinkedIn. And then we have a whole conversation about, okay, what are you going to do with them once you got them? You know, you have to feed them. So we, at, in our program, we actually have the ability to take the email content that you're out there sending to your, you know, to your existing relationships or to prospects. And there's a link that you can get 
that you can then add into your into your LinkedIn account uh, when you or a LinkedIn post is what I mean. So when you go um, when you go to send an email out about whatever, it's a newsletter, it's a promotional email, it's you know some great article about something, and you take that and go back to your 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 LinkedIn account, post it to all of your members on LinkedIn. And say, hey, look, this is an this is an article I sent a lot of my clients. I thought it was really great, and it might be of some use to you. And here it is. Then just paste in the link, and it's a link to the email message that they sent out. So it's just another way to get a second bite at the apple with the content that they're building and, and that they're sending out through their email campaigns. And then at the same time, they're using that without having to create a bunch of new content. Yeah, they use that and move it into their LinkedIn account as a post. And now they're, you know, now they're, um, you know, they're kind of cross populating with that same type of information across a different network. Yeah. We always, you know, at voice America, we do, you know, you know us, we do radio shows and podcasts. And so when, when somebody takes an, an hour or two hours out of their week or whatever it is to, you know, curate getting a guest and, and creating content in the space of, of a podcast, you know, you have this audio based content, but, um, you know, similar to what you're saying with the articles, you know, it's extremely important to repurpose content that you have in, in, in many forms. And, you know, like for with with us in, in, in radio, you know, you'll take a podcast and you'll transcribe that. So you have a text version. Now I can make a blog article out of that. Then I could then share on on LinkedIn and, you know, you, you really get to maximize, uh, you know, the time, effort and energy that's spent on, you know, the article that you write that maybe you you turn that into a YouTube video by, you know, uh, talking about that subject uh, on your on your YouTube channel. And even though, you know, you're not really making a new content, you're just using what you wrote as a guideline for your video, but you're able to use what you wrote to maximize that effective and efficiency component of uh, effectiveness versus efficiency, which is I think is extremely important, especially in this era when you have so many different marketing avenues and you have so much of a broad spectrum of, uh, of, of marketing potential too, because now with, you know, millennials in their mid thirties now, uh, you know, the, the older millennials, you know, some of those folks are, are taking management positions and senior leadership positions in certain, uh, in certain spaces and how they communicate versus how a Gen X or a baby boomer communicates is completely different. And right how how is that challenge for for your customers is and making sure that you know the messaging that you're you're doing if you have a if you have a, a, a I mean like in, you talk about insurance insurance is extremely broad like 18 year olds need insurance for uh, whatever it is and 80 year olds need insurance so that kind of market space if you're an agent trying to sell uh, you know different uh, policies is super huge and so how do you how do you determine okay uh, Facebook is not working for me but YouTube is working for me or LinkedIn is working. How do you how do you how do you migrate or not migrate, but how do you manage all of the different outlets so that way you know where to put all of your you know to put your efforts in? Yeah, well, first of all, you got to uh, you got to try a bunch of different things. I mean, you can't you can't be so single focused, you know that you know you think an email is going to solve you know a problem for you. Email is going to you know fill the bucket for you. You know, or social networking is going to fill the bucket for you, or online marketing or Facebook marketing is going to fill the bucket. You know, you have to look at it more broadly. You have to look at you know all the different online marketing opportunities, and it's not like there's a million of them. I mean, there's just a handful of them that are out there. You got email marketing, you've got you know Google, Facebook, LinkedIn. You have the social networking. 
uh, marketing that, that you can do both organically and trying to build your, you know, your, uh, your list and your audience, as well as you can, you know, buy advertising. It's not like there's on the online side, it's not like there's, you know, uh, this endless, you know, ocean of different uh, options out there. There's really only a handful of them that will, that you can use to really reach out electronically and digitally, you know, to a targeted audience. So try to do as many of them as you can afford. And there's a lot of very affordable options out there. You know, we have email, it's extremely affordable for us. We provide you the database, so you don't have to go buy a database. So we have consumers and businesses in marketing mailbox. In Contact Marketing Pro, we have the agents. So we have, you know, we have a ready audience and a search engine for each one of those databases that helps you target people. You know, we have a lot of insurance people that are targeting people based upon very specific, you know, um, uh, criteria like birth dates. You know, like uh, we'll have people that that focus on in the senior market. So people that are turning age 65 that are going to be getting Medicare, they need a Medicare supplement to cover the things that Medicare doesn't. So we have birth dates built into our system. So you not only can geo-target people, but you can also target them based on their birthdays. You know, people turning age 65 next week, next month, the next six months. You know, that's the kind of real targeting that, that, that you need to do. And email provides you with, you know, if you have the right system, it provides you with the ability to do that whether you buy a list or whether you access a database like, like we have. So use that, you know, when, when you get into uh, online marketing, you know, if it's, you know, website advertising, then, you know, it's any, anybody could see it, you know, like you have thousands and thousands of websites out there that have these sponsored ads and they're not targeting certain eyeballs. You know, they may be targeting certain types of people that go to those websites but it's much more of a shotgun than, than email marketing is. When you go to LinkedIn, you do have a lot of different options on LinkedIn. There's a lot of groups out there. There's thousands and thousands of groups that have, you know, uh, specialties. You know, if, you, if you're an insurance agent and you want to go, uh, you know, and network with other insurance agents to share sales ideas, there's probably thousands of insurance agent groups out there that, that you can ask to belong to. If you are a you know a pharmacist or if you're a, you know a banker whoever you are there's a group for you out there that you can go and connect with and if they let you into the group you know there's certain rules that you're going to have to follow but once you're in that's an opt-in relationship so as long as you don't violate the rules of, of that group and get thrown off because you're too promotional then that's an opportunity for you to really network with people that are in your target group. You know, people that you really want to have a conversation with and that you want to hopefully do some business with. So get involved in all of that. Yeah. It's, not that it's really not that difficult. You know, you just have to, you know, burn a few brain cells. You have to think <laughs> about, you know, what your, what your game plan is. And then you, and you may need somebody to help you kind of get started. And for a lot of, a lot of my clients, you know, I, I work with them just to get them up the ramp. You know, just get them started, teach them the fish. And then once they get a feel for it, then, you know, then we get them on the right path and get them going the right direction and they start to see some results. But don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, direct mail, seminars, you know, this is, this is kind of, you know, what your, what your father did, you know, you know, what the, you know, the, uh, what used to work. 
you know, you have to be involved in online marketing now if you want to, if you want to succeed and grow. And, and marketing and prospecting is a, is a constant thing. You never stop doing that. You're not going to mail or put out one, one ad and then wait for the phone to ring. You know, I mean, you're, you're kidding yourself if you're going to do that. You might as well just, you know, not spend the money or the time to do it. You're, you're just wasting your time. Yeah, I, I like to give a, the way I, I like to describe it for, for new people is it's like prospect, prospecting is like fishing with a net. You roll out to the middle of the lake, you throw the net overboard, you pull in the net, and there's no fish in it. What are you going to do? Just, you know, roll back to shore and, and call it a day, and you don't eat that day? No, I'm going to no, throw one net on one side and one net on the other. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have this thing wired up. You're going to have nets all over. You're going you're gonna to go to different parts of the lake. But you know what? The next time you throw that net out, there might be 10 fish in that net. So, but you, you would have never known that unless you, unless you continued with it, unless you stuck with it. And yeah. that's, that's really the, the, the whole idea behind marketing is that you do a great job of targeting your audience, you, you get fully committed to it, and then you don't stop. You, and you don't let anything get in the way. You don't let any kind of minor you know, uh, you know, lack of success keep you from, from being successful. And the good people and the ones that you know, have incorporated this into their, into their business you know, kind of focus, uh, those people know that already. And so all you're doing is telling them, look, uh, this kind of marketing is no different than all the other things that have made you successful, you know, until this point. Right. We, t- we talk to a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs on this show that are, you know, really small companies, you know, it might be one, one man show, two, three man show, right? You were talking about some of those with the, with the insurance folks. Um, if you could, if you could outline, you know, an amount of time in a week, you know, if you have a, a business and there's three or four people that are at that business and, you know, you know, in that case, all four of you are wearing, you know, multiple different hats. Everybody's a salesperson. Everybody's a marketer, right? You're, everybody's kind of, you know, pulling the wagon together, but you know, just getting started in marketing, right? When you talk about promoting your brand and promoting offers and driving website traffic and all of those things, whether it be, you know, email or social or like a combo of both, you know, number one, what do you think, you know, on a monthly basis, a company needs as a budget to get started with this and how much time, effort and energy on a monthly basis um, do you think someone would need just to kind of get the ball rolling and, and, and not just throwing a fishing line in Facebook, but like right, doing a little email, a little social, um, you know, and, and some of those different uh, avenues, maybe a little, um, you know, you do a little email, a little social, maybe a little P- a little PPC or, you know, some Facebook or Instagram ads. But I think a lot of people don't really know where to start and they don't know really what a, a baseline budget should be or timing for that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it's, it's a really good question because it's, it's kind of hard, you know, to, um, you know, to really identify a, a number, but it's, it's going to be a percentage of, of your revenue that you're going to have to think through, uh, as something, as dollars that, that you're going to commit. You know, there's a lot of very affordable programs out there like ours. I mean, for 50 bucks, you know, somebody can jump on our program. They have a CRM. They can send unlimited emails to their clients. They get a, they could send a thousand prospecting emails to people in our database or their own list. I mean, 50 bucks is, is, is not going to break anybody's bank. 
you know, so and there's a lot of affordable uh, opportunities also in the online marketing space, whether you're doing Facebook, you don't have to go to Facebook, you know, and build a whole campaign. You don't have to go to Google, you know, AdWords and go through all the complexity of trying to build these, these campaigns out there. There's a lot of different uh, tools, a lot of integrators out there that have very affordable, you know, monthly plans. A lot of them, a lot of them are monthly subscriptions and they've already done all the hard work for you. It's like, here's, here's a interface so that you can, you know, add your picture here, add your, uh, your kind of main uh, key benefit statement here, add your tagline here, add your link to your website here, add your phone number here. I mean, it's just kind of paint by numbers. So you don't have to, you know, reinvent the wheel. You don't have to go right to the source of Facebook and Google in order to be able to get a uh, an online ad posted on Facebook and, and Google. Use one of these integrators out there that have made your life a lot easier. You know, and it's great programs like, like yours that, you know, get the word out uh, where people think this is so complex. I, you know, it's just way over my skis with it. I can't do it. I don't want to go and, you know, I went to Facebook or I went to Google AdWords and it just confused the heck out of me. You know, do a little bit of research, you know, or work with somebody who's, who's in the business and, you know, they'll, they'll give you some, some direction, point you in the right direction as to some of the different, um, you know, applications that are available out there that, again, for a very affordable monthly subscription price, it gets you started. And that's really all you need to do. And some of them, you know, like ours, I mean, you could send 10,000 emails, you know, 100,000 emails to the system for a couple hundred bucks. So it's very affordable as long as you find the right partner that helps you do what you want to do. What you don't want to do is try to fit that, you know, round peg in that square hole. Like you don't want to go to Constant Contact or MailChimp after you bought a list, you know, of doctors or lawyers that, that you wanted to target or whoever you know, or of seniors, you know, or people turning age 65, you don't go buy a list and take it to, you know, a, a program like, like theirs that tells you right up front, we don't want those kind of lists. You can't send those kind of emails to a purchase list through our system. If you do, you're going to cross some threshold at some point of too many bounces, too many complaints, too many of this, too many of that. And we're going to throw you off the system. So why go through that frustration, find a partner, that can help you do what you want to do. It's going to take a little bit of work on your part to do that, but it's worth the time and you're not going to break the bank, you know? So yeah. this is not, we're not talking about some big corporation that spends, you know, a million dollars a month on Facebook advertising. We're talking about you finding the right kind of application with, that has a Facebook interface and it costs you 50 bucks a month or a hundred dollars a month. And you can get, you know, 5,000, 10,000 ad views out there or go to an email marketing system like ours for 50 or 100 or a couple hundred dollars a month and get tens of thousands of emails sent out to people that are in your target market, you know, based upon your profile criteria and are in your backyard that have no idea that you even exist. Yeah. And, I'm, and that, I'm, that's the real, that, that's the real challenge It's like, you know, I could look, I look out my, my window and I see you know, I'm in an area outside of Chicago that's got, you know, millions of people within a, you know, 50 mile radius. They don't know who I am. They don't know what my business is all about. They, they don't even have a clue that I exist. You have to get the word out to them so that, you know, you're 
put, you're putting your foot out there. You're, you know, you're sinking your, your flag out there and people are going to start to understand who you are and what you do. Yeah. And I think you bring a really good point to the table. And this is something I've experienced myself, um, you know, as, as an operations uh, manager, when you say when your CEO says to, you know, your management group, like, hey, we need to do more marketing. Right. And, you know, the CEO is not a marketer. He's just, you know, he's a visionary. He's looking forward for the future and, you know, identifies that we have this gap and this need, you know, and, and, and it is it's cumbersome. I've I've ran Facebook ad campaigns on my own and, you know, uh, and, and I've had some that have been done OK. I've had some that completely bombed. But there was so much work and so much effort going into targeting the list and getting the copyright and which images you're using. And are you using an image or a video? And, you know, there were so many different parameters that's just on social. And then, you know, if you're on Facebook, you're always seeing, too, there's this huge push right now for like marketing funnels. And you go to, you know, you go look at these click funnels and you're like, well, when you talk about the click funnels, I totally understand what you're saying, but it's a whole entire other animal to go into one of those services and say, all right, I'm going to build a funnel, right? Because all of those funnels include a combination of email, social, um, and, and all of those other digital parameters to then funnel them back to, you know, a, a salesperson essentially. So you can talk to someone and all of that is highly complex. And especially when you have a, a new and emerging business, you got to focus on a, the customers that you already have so you can retain them. So customer service becomes paramount as marketing is important, but it can't be so complex that you can't understand it or you can't afford to go do it. And so I, I really love what you're saying in the, in the space of, you know, for a few hundred bucks, you get started with email marketing and, um, you know, finding out some of those tools that'll help you to do some social ads because, you know, for me, I'm always looking for what's the easiest way where I can go into a marketplace and I can say, Hey, I want to put some digital ads out. You know, maybe I want to this month, I'd like to spend a couple hundred dollars on YouTube. Uh, you know, maybe I got a video that I want to put out that goes on pre-roll. I'd like to do some banner display advertising on Google, and I'd like to do some Facebook ads. And, you know, there's not a lot of places where you can go like a one-stop shop where you can say, Hey, for, you know, $500 a month, you have the ability to, you know, split that $500 into YouTube, uh, Facebook, email or whatever. Um, and so I think that's really a big gap in the marketing marketplace right now, because the only real places that do that are expensive ad, uh, like, uh, uh, marketing agencies, and they're going to go do and manage all that stuff for you. But then the price is astronomical. Yeah. And thank, thank God for disruptors. (laughs) Disruptors (laughs) I I love that word. (laughs) They're changing the world. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, I didn't know what the heck that even meant, but they're changing the world because they're realizing all the things that, that you're talking about. They're saying, look, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, are really great at what they do. You know, like you're really great at being an insurance agent. You're really great at being a dentist, really great at being a plumber, but you know, you're not great at marketing. So, and you don't have a, a big budget, like a big company. So you have all of these companies now, all of these software programs that are emerging out there that are, that their whole mission is to disrupt all of the kind of the, you know, the, the mainstream, you know, tools that, that are out there that are expensive and complicated and they're trying to simplify it. And when they simplify it and they replicate it and they scale it, then it gets cheaper. And that, that's what they're, that's what they're doing. They're taking the complex, making it, you know, less complex. They're putting it in your hands. 
And a lot of them have got, you know, webinars and trainings and, you know, tutorials and videos and everything that, that you need to learn. So you don't, you're not, you know, you don't have to go to some agency where they're going to charge you an arm and a leg and, and they're going to pretty much keep you in the dark. You know, there's a lot of email blast programs that, that are like that out there where like, you don't have any control. You don't control coming to their list. You don't control, you know, you can, you can kind of approve what the ad that they build. Uh, and then, you know, then you got to wait for them to send you a, a tracking report, you know, on who paid attention, you know, who engaged. Yeah. So you don't have to do that. There's a lot, there's a lot of self, you know, self uh, administered programs that for all the different online marketing portals out there, and there's a few that even bring a lot of these things together, you know, it's yeah. like online, email, you know, all, uh, social, you know, so you just need to, you know, you just need to spend some time and commit, you know, to learning that. So don't Kevin, get discouraged. Don't, 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 don't yeah, be discouraged. Don't get discouraged. You don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. You I know, mean, I have wanna, the right I, expectations going in and, and don't let anybody put you off your game. Yeah, you just got to keep keep you know uh, beating the drum, so to speak, right? That's right. I mean, it's it's your business. I yeah, mean, you're gonna you want to eat that day or not? <laughs> I you always know, I mean, I, you got to make you. I always want to eat. <laughs> you got to make up your mind. <laughs> I you know, do too. You want to eat, and so you got to put the, put in the effort. People well, and I don't want and I don't want to eat. I don't want to eat off the dollar menu at McDonald's either, right? I want to be able to <laughs> I want to be able to go to Sprouts or, you know, go to health uh, you know, some of the better uh, 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 grocery stores and get myself a, a filet mignon wrapped in steak sometimes, you know, and uh, and so exactly. that's important. Yeah. You got to be able to have that capital. You know, one last thing before we go, uh, Kevin, and I kind of wanted to throw this. We talked a little bit about agencies and I thought I'd love to get your feedback on this. You know, um, I was actually talking to an agency uh, oh, a month or so ago about Voice America, you know, and, you know, they started asking us things like, you know, what are your page views and give us access to your Google Analytics and let me look at these things, which is you're all pretty standard, you know, for an agency to kind of take a look under the hood and, and see what's going on with the business, you know, and then they get back to me and they, they said, oh, wow. Voice America, you guys have like 180,000 web pages. And I'm like, yeah, well, we've been in business for 20 years. We got a lot of radio content. Uh, that's just the nature of the beast. Every time we create a radio show, it creates a new page. We've been online since, you know, 1999. Yeah, we got a lot of pages, you know, and then their comment was, well, you know, with a website of your size, uh, we, we consider that a, a like a tier one level website. You have all of these pages and, uh, you know, the pricing for a tier one uh, website for our agency starts at $10,000 a month, right? And I'm going, I'm going, wait a minute, that's $120,000 a year, um, which is a pretty big spend. And, you know, in my head, I just, I just couldn't help but think there's got to be a better way. Oh, sure. Yeah, there's absolutely, there's always a better way. You know, you don't, um, you know, it's like, uh, it's like shopping for anything, you know, you're shopping for a house, you're shopping for a car, you're shopping for a wife, you know, or spouse. You know, you, you gotta, you have to understand, you have to have a, you know, a commitment and you have to have a, um, you know, an idea about what, what it is that, that, that you want and you have to, uh, you have to, uh, you know, find a good fit, you know, for, for you. And it's not always, it's not always the, the first thing that, that you come by. So, you know, don't let people kind of lead you down the road to an expensive, you know, solution when just simply because you're a little lazy and you're not, you're not willing to put in the effort to, to find out for yourself. I am constantly amazed 
you know, at all the different options that, that are available out there and, and how affordable they, they are. It's like going to, uh, to YouTube, you know, I kind of incorporate that into, you know, you mentioned a couple times I incorporate that into my, um, my trainings and I've never been stumped on YouTube. I mean, I, you know, it's like my, uh, garbage disposal got clogged up. It's like, am I going to call a, a plumber and it's going to charge me 400 bucks and you know, to, uh, just to fix it or replace it. I go to YouTube, you know, I go to the store, I buy a, you know, a hundred dollar, um, garbage disposal i go to youtube and it tells me exactly what i need to do i'm doing that I mean, i'm never, doing that today kevin I'm never stumped. I, i'm doing that I'm today ne- i'm never stumped. i'm never either i'm doing that yeah. today actually i had a i had a headlight go out in my truck i have a chevy silverado right and i had the headlight went out in the truck and uh I, I have a friend of mine who's a mechanic too and he gives me you know whatever the book rate is he cuts it in half for me because he's my friend uh and so i said well how much you guys you know cost to you know and he's like well just put new bulbs in and i'm like yeah no my my you know i don't like to buy cars all the time it's stupid it's a terrible investment right so my car's my truck's 10 years old it runs great no problems but the headlights are a little foggy looking right and so i just decided ah well i'm just going to replace the headlights you know the cost of the bulbs themselves was like 150 dollars versus you know uh 210 for two brand new you know units to go into the front of the truck and so i'm like well i'll just buy new units and so i'm actually going to go do that today and i was like you know he, he told me oh i'll do it for a couple hundred bucks and i'm going all right well i already spent a couple hundred bucks on the parts and then you want to charge me a couple hundred bucks and then I go on YouTube and I find out that to you know replace the entire assembly it's like four bolts on one side of the truck for one side four bolts on the other side of the truck bingo bango it's like a 10 minute job and you're done and so I'm doing that today when I get home (laughs) people don't people don't know the capabilities that that they have you know they just kind of default to I don't know it you know like I can't tell you how many people say I don't know technology the Google machines in your pocket (laughs) yeah I mean what, what do you mean you don't know computers? Do you have one? Yeah. Have you ever done any kind of searching on web looking for the local Starbucks? Yeah. Then you, then you know enough. You know, you, you know enough to be able to get into that, you know, that um, universe yeah. of, online, of online tools to be able to go out and find information that can help you grow your business or find companies that can help you grow your business. And don't pick the first one. Don't pick the most expensive one. Pick, pick one that's, that's a good fit for your budget, that's a good fit for, for what you're trying to accomplish, and somebody that's willing to listen to you, you know, and willing to work with you. I never turn anybody away. You call me up and say, you know, I, you know I'm just lost. You know, or you call me up and say, look, I need a little bit of help. I, you know, I, I built this email, and I don't know if anyone's even ever gonna understand what it, what it, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And can you give me some feedback on it? And sure, I will give them feedback on it. And you should always find, always have somebody in your camp that you can, you know, go back to and bounce information off of somebody that will give you the unvarnished feedback. It's like when you build an email, you can, you think it's the Taj Mahal of emails, the Mona Lisa of emails, because you spent three hours on it and there's like five paragraphs worth of stuff. And you think everyone's just going to fall in love with it, and then you send it to a friend of yours, and I call it friend testing. You friend test it, and they go, "I don't. What, what are you trying to say? What, I don't understand any of this." Yeah, they're like, you know? "This is way now too you, long." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you know that you have to. You know, you got more work to do. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So have have those those people in your in your camp, or or go out and hire them, and find people that you can interact with that can that can help you get, solve these problems. Kevin? Don't tell me that you don't that you don't know technology. It's 
it's out there and there's a lot of people willing to, to help you with it. Well, and I think too, you, you offer some great services and we're kind of running up against the end of the, the show here. And we're talking to Kevin Kilberry. He's the founder and CEO of Halo Software. Uh, and they specialize in developing marketing software designed to help people uh, create relationships with current customers and prospects with their product marketing mailbox and contact marketing pro. And I know that you guys also do, you know, weekly live demo trainings and such, uh, you know, every, every day. Um, before we jump off, number one, how do people get a hold of you and where can they go sign up? Uh, for the demos and, and find out more information about what you guys do. Yeah, everything's on our website, including the pricing. So we don't hide anything. You don't have to fill out a form, you know, in order to get pricing on something. I hate websites that do that. www.contactmarketingpro.com for the agent recruiting and marketing and www.marketingmailbox.com for consumer and business email marketing. It's not just for insurance. My, my dentist uses it to look for new patients, you know, in, in his backyard. So it's for, it's, it's industry neutral, any, any type of uh, small business, any sales professional that's looking to connect with consumers or businesses, they can use that program to do it. Kevin, I really appreciate you being on the show today and sharing your insights in the digital marketing world. It's been a, a, such a pleasure to chit chat about that. And, you know, I always love talking about technology and technology includes the digital marketing space. And we appreciate you. Uh, all, all the people that are listening out there on Finding Your Frequency, go check out marketingmailbox.com. Contact Marketing Pro if you're in the insurance industry for those uh, tools that Kevin's been talking about during the show. And I want to urge everybody that if you're listening on your favorite uh, podcasting mechanism, make sure to give us five stars instead of four because five stars are better than four right kevin got to take the five stars that's right wonderful five all day hey you got my five stars hey i appreciate appreciate it i appreciate the time it was a lot of fun that's awesome ladies and gentlemen we're talking to kevin kilberry uh we want to wish you a wonderful day right here on finding your frequency right here on the voice america talk radio network